think in the market, as far as the customers, I don't think that brick and mortar is dead. I think that it is going to be here. It's here to stay. I think that customers, you know, really thrive on, particularly in public safety, they really thrive on that extra human interaction. The Uniformer. Insights and interviews into the people and companies that drive the markets for uniforms, image apparel, and public safety equipment. The Uniformer is a production of the Network Association of Uniform Manufacturers and Distributors, the NAUMD. Well, hello, everybody. Jeff Mason and Rhiannon McMahon from Mid-South Solutions with us today. Hello, Rhiannon. How are you today? I am great. How are you, Jeff? Very good. Very good. Hey, if you would be kind enough, could you just uh, let the folks listening know a little bit about, you know, about yourself, how you got into this industry and, and um, you know, just a little bit about you? Sure. Well, uh, my name's Rhiannon and I have been here at Mid-South Solutions and in this industry for 11 years this year. And uh, this was definitely not my choice profession. I came about it in... Uh, right after you know the the 2008 recession and i was in college i was just graduated with criminal justice and sociology majors and i was had big plans to be a probation officer and then go back and be a lawyer and unfortunately the private sector during that time was just very very poor for that line of work and i needed to get a job and ended up here i started out on the front counter and Things moved pretty rapidly as they do in the uniform industry, and I learned a lot, moved from the front to the back, sales, management, and now I uh, do a little bit of everything. Well, very cool. Well, thank you for the for that. In looking at how we met, uh, we met at the NAUMD uh, conference in Atlanta. You attended that this year. And uh, so you attended it with another associate from Mid-South Solutions. So let us know a little bit about the company. What does Mid-South do? What's the role of? So we are a more of a hybrid business, I would say. We're not just in the public safety sector. Uh, my division that I manage exclusively is public safety, but we also have a very robust corporate apparel division. We do a lot of promotional products. We have our own screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, all of the production capabilities that a lot of companies outsource. So I think that makes us a little bit different than just the traditional public safety distributor. Um, but it definitely allows us to be a little bit broader. What, what's the actual cornerstone? I mean, what, what was the company really founded on in its you know, inception? Screen printing. When we started, it was a little bit of everything, anything just to kind of get sales up, make connections. In the beginning, we did a lot of paper products, a lot of promotional items, things that you don't have to have that really strong brick and mortar for. And then that really morphed into something more. Our first uniform interaction was with Rural Metro, AMS Nationwide, David Pearson, who is still with the company and has been here for years, uh, had some connections through his previous employer. And so we really took that and ran with it. And that really built our uniform model and has over the years. So we started adding brands and customers and it just exploded from there. 
Okay, thank you. Well, so, so through this screen printing inception, were you doing business with the likes of, um, you know, in the ASI or the PPAI community, ad specialties, or where, you know, or, or were you just doing it for um, local Memphis businesses? Um, Mostly just local. Very good. Now, is it something today that do you farm out these expertise in screen printing and things to a wider um, bandwidth of customer base rather than just uh, the Memphis area? Oh, yes. We have many contracts that expand across the United States. People we ship all across the United States. We're not really in the international market at this time, but, you know, you never know. There's a lot of shipping and receiving sure. and, and different legalities with that. So we like to stay within the United States. But yes, we are going all over with those kinds of services. And, and revenue wise, I mean, your company's really pretty evenly split. I remember from a previous conversation between the two, you know, the two divisions, if you will. And, and how many how many people do you do you folks employ down there in Memphis? We have about 70 employees here at this location. We also have another company, Summit Uniforms, which is our company. It's branded as that. It's in the Nashville and Knoxville market. So we have combined about 10 employees that work in those stores. And that's definitely more of a traditional public safety model that you would see in some of those other stores across the country. So, so today, Rhiannon, as you fit into the NAUMD envelope and, you know, uh, you're, you're becoming more involved, um, what, I mean, what would you, your message to the listeners be as far as what's your core competency today uh, as a company, as it relates to NAUMD? How do you fit into that puzzle? Well, you know, I really enjoyed the NAUMD conference and that was my first one. It was something that was very different than the traditional trade shows and things like that, that we experienced before. So it really gave us, you know, a, a door to be able to connect with other people that are like us. And at first you would think, oh, you know, nobody's going to want to talk to each other and it's it's just going to be really sure. stiff, but it definitely wasn't. Um, but I would say that in terms of our company, our core competency is a mix of customer service and production. We believe that the those two things go hand in hand. And one of the reasons that we have invested so heavily into our own production centers is so that we can drive our customer service where we want it to be. When we want orders done, we can get them done. If there's an emergency, we can pull through for that. So you know, you've talked a lot about the customer experience and things of that nature, and that's very, very important. There, the trend is definitely moving in that realm where customers want more than just, oh, I'm placing an order. They want to be updated continuously with technology improving. People want live updates all the time. So a mix of customer service and production is really where we fit into the market. Very nice. And and then you you actually now, uh, if you don't mind, um, what just to tell everybody, you're now part of a new or a group at NAUMD going forward. Is that correct? It is. It is. Rick has developed a public safety sector, a board just for public safety suppliers. And, and I think that's really gauged and, and geared more towards retail providers and bringing in maybe some other vendors that you know, the, the NAUMD is such a widespread organization. So we are a large group and a large portion of the market, but we have so many more vendors than maybe just a, a traditional 
uniform retailer or manufacturer and people that we want to see. And the unique thing about NAUMD is it offers an opportunity for the heads of companies to meet with the heads of their distributors and likewise. So it's really a, a great opportunity. And I think it's very informational for anybody that would want to attend, whether you're maybe just getting into the market and you're you know, maybe you haven't even hit a million dollars yet in sales, or maybe that's where you're at naturally. It really helps you connect with the people that you need to connect with. So I think that, uh, you know, this is new and we're going to talk about that next week, but uh, I think that it will definitely be something to bring that sector together. Whereas typically in the public safety, we are very, very closed off to ourselves, And I think that this is just to open that up a little bit, reach out to people and say, hey, we're here. This was my, like I said, first NAUMD conference. And, and I really didn't know about the organization prior to. So I think that connecting with those that are unknown is very important to build and grow the organization. Yeah, well, you've got a very healthy perspective on it. And I think the tons there was tons of energy at this last convention. There seems to be a really um, a great momentum going forward in terms of, you know, continuing the growth and expansion of NEUMD, which, uh, you know, I know you're excited to be part of. I am, too, in this uh, in doing some of these podcasts. So very cool. Um, hey, I know you wear a lot of hats. Like many people listening to this, I know that uh, your company is very mired in attention to detail, which obviously takes a lot of time. So, you know, you com- you wake up in the morning, you combine all that together, you get to work. What's your average day look like? I mean, what what is it? What is it? What do you do during the course of a day? You know, every day is different. Things, priorities can change so rapidly. You really have to be very flexible. We have a motto here that you know, you can't have the mantra of that's not my job because everything has to be your job. So you never know what it could be. One day you could be on the sales floor because you have a hundred customers coming in and and that's overwhelming for the team. One day you may be looking at trends and, and seeing where the market is going. Is FedEx, or I mean, is UPS really going to strike? Trying to plan for those kinds of things to happen and and get a game plan ahead of time. So you're not stuck in the water. It could be emails all day, sales calls with customers. It's such a mix depending on what is needed, but really whatever it takes to get the job done is, is what my day looks like. Yeah, I think, and well, thank you for that. And I think in this space, you know, especially, I mean, there's so much, you want to go into a day with a proactive mindset, but there's so many reactionary responsibilities that come into focus and you just, you know, what, I mean, you know, I, everybody I've, I've engaged with in this, you know, especially in the public safety side of the uniform industry, you know, there's just, uh, you just never know what kind of curveballs or what kind of situations are going to come at you every day. And I imagine it's the same in most of the uniform, you know, realms. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, the best laid plans are often, uh, you know, put to the side because you just got to do, you got to, you got a hundred people coming in the store. You never knew you would, you yeah. know, have met many that day. So yeah, interesting. So what makes, what makes you tick getting out of bed in the morning to, you know, what, what drives you and motivates you for the day ahead? Uh, The customers, the team, getting here, getting the job done. I have for a long time, you really have to do something that you enjoy and something that you're passionate about. And and you may not have those things happen all day, every day. And you're always going to do 
some tasks that you're like, man, I really hate this. But at the end of the day, we have a lot of employees, a team that is counting on us. And I find that, you know, if if you are driving that and you are showing your leadership skills and that you're willing to do whatever it takes, they are too. So I have to be ready every day to be able to lead them and make them want to be their best employee as well. Because at the end of the day, we're all here for the same thing. We all have to make a living, but you're here too much to not really care about the people that are working for you and not to care about the customers. So we want to do our best work for the customer. And the best way to do that is to be the best leaders for our employees. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent answer. No, I love it. Um, thank you so much. You know, we, we, obviously it's healthy in business to always look through the windshield windshields bigger than the rear view mirror for a reason. Cause we will all want to go forward. But I think the rear view mirror, if we look back, sometimes we can learn a lot of valuable lessons from things that have happened. And we've just gone through a very tumultuous period of time in this industry and in business and in the world in this last three year period, what, what is mid South solutions, you know, learned from that experience. If you, if you could share that. Uh, so much, so much. But, you know, the, the one thing that has been definitely the cornerstone of where we need to drive in the future has been that you need to be very diverse. You need to be very willing to change what you thought that your plan is, which we've always had that mindset. One thing that we really struggled with and were behind in was technology. And I always tell people and joke about the uniform industry is kind of archaic in that front. The amount of vendors and the amount of companies that we work with that are still operating off of phone calls or just emails with no confirmations. I think for customers, including us being a customer, um, everybody is looking for technology platforms, trying to make sure that you can get that update and that data in real time and trying to, you don't want to sacrifice service for automation because I don't think that that's what customers want, but you definitely have to have some level of, I can get this right now. Uh, so technology was something that we really struggled with and efficiency in our processes. So we have really had to work on that. And then trying to plan and not rely on at once inventory, because it, as we know, it may not be there. Yeah, no, great answers. I think, I think, you know, technology and planning and forecasting have really uh, been heightened in, in many different you know, um, in many different mindsets, if you if you're really paying attention to what happened in that three year period. So, yeah. And in most companies I'm, I'm talking to, you know, they have that they've cultivated that openness to speed, to quicker change, to more definitely more technological or more um, digital change, if you will. So very, very, very good. Um, did Is there anything glaring that you changed or any big you know, um, big things that you changed because of, you know, that, that three-year period of time during the pandemic? I mean, you know, that's a really hard question to answer because, you know, we were considered an essential, an essential business and we stayed open that entire time. So we really didn't have that lull. It was actually probably a little bit busier during that time period for us. So it, it felt like we were 
continuously running on the wheel. Staffing was a nightmare. But I, I think that the glaring thing for us, or at least for me, was making sure that you are growing your employees and growing your business in a very sustainable way so that when you do have those drops, you're able to stay steady. And that was one thing that we really had to work on and get better at, get better at training, get better at forecasting, but pushing that information out of our heads and putting it down on paper so that the next people that came in didn't rely so heavily on somebody else's mind. Yeah, um, um, amazing um, perspective. And, you know, I think in our industry, too, we have a lot of, um, you know, second generation, third generation uh, business ownership models in the uniform space, especially public safety. And, you know, I think a lot of times, um, you know, good and bad, it, the more you hold on to that information and that knowledge, the less you delegate out to the, you know, to just trusted employee base. Yeah. When, when times like the last three years hit, you know, it could be a little bit of a, you know, it could cause a little bit of a, uh, a crunch up. And, you know, if, if you're, if your employees, cause you know, staffing was hard. Right. And then if they don't really understand all the parameters of how to run the business, it can get dicey. So, um, Excellent answer. What, what, I mean, Mid-South today, you're in a, you know, people don't realize Memphis, big market down there, certainly for, uh, you know, uh, public safety. And I imagine all types of other uh, uniform applications. Um, what do you find today down there is the biggest challenge in 2023? Truthfully, inflation. Okay. So over the, you know, the years of the pandemic, pricing and uniforms, everything has increased so dramatically. I think that that's something that us nor our customers were really prepared for. So adjusting to those steep increases and really balancing, you really have to, we've had to increase employee wages tremendously without kind of tilting the customer balance of, you know, not trying to force them into a space where they need to look at things and say, do we really need these uniforms? Is this something that maybe we could cut? Um, So inflation has been very, very difficult with the rapid change, especially locking into contracts for a longer period of time and explaining to, particularly in the public safety market, you're talking to individuals that maybe you're not always dealing with a tangible product so they don't always understand the cost increases and how that is affecting business so tremendously especially when you're combating staffing issues but really just kind of upping both of those things at the same time in a sustainable manner to where you're keeping your employees and you're keeping your customers has been one of the biggest challenges that we have faced yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you uh, pointed a finger at that. You know, the convergence of not only this inflation, but these supply chain um, struggles and issues we have. And, you know, and then, you know, when you really look at sea traffic, you know, sea traffic rates are just, you know, went all over the place. You know, they zoomed up for the cost of a container. So for things coming out of the 
you know, other hemispheres, um, gosh, they were so expensive. And then you've got to, you know, constantly the vendors, you know, I'm on that side of the fence, you know, you're constantly looking at your price increases, you're getting levied price increases almost every 45 days, every 60 days, you can't always pass that on to the customer, then you've got the inflation at home dealing with the real time wages. And I mean, it, it was a lot to juggle and a lot to, uh, you know, and a lot of us vendors and dealers included you know what we just took the price increases on the chin and we ended up with lower margins because you know yeah. you just can't keep running to customers and changing the pricing every two or three you know, much especially when you know you have some you know contractual obligations so yeah it was a very uh it was a, it was a time period that a lot of juggling went on for sure and uh and and hopefully we're uh, in a little smoother uh, sailing going forward, but inflation still, um, are you still finding that employee recruitment and retention, is, is it better than it was in those three years or is it is it still the same? You know, I am seeing that it's better. I will say, knock on wood, for the first time in I don't even know how many years, I have a really stable staff. We're fully staffed at this point. Uh, here at Mid-South, we have really taken some unique approaches to retain and recruit employees. We went to a four-day work week, rotating um, Mondays and Fridays off. Employees get a four-day work week at least once a month. And that's something that I'm finding in the market that the nine to five is no longer the American dream. And it's no longer what employees are really striving for. They really want flexibility, the pandemic really opened up Pandora's box for at-home employment and things of that nature. So you're really competing with, I can stay at home and you've got this group of people that realize the benefit of not having to get up and commute, not paying for gas, wear and tear on their car. And then you have these other individuals that thrive on some social interaction and they really want to be at work. Um, so in terms of recruiting, I really take a strong stance on actually recruiting instead of allowing employees to come to you. If you're recruiting, you're looking for specific traits, specific people that are going to be a fit into your organization. You know, I talked about it before, but we're here for so many hours a day. We really need a cohesive team and you really want people to work well together and not just dread coming to work. And sometimes that dread can be the people that you work with. So really working, working against that. I find that it's much easier to recruit when you have an advantage. And, and I really think that that advantage is meshing your employees together well and then creating an environment that is healthy and sustainable where they feel like they are making a difference, showing them how what their work does and how that matters. And then, of course, you know, having perks and competitive advantages more than just a pizza party. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, it's so interesting. I gave um, I, I was asked to uh, be a speaker at an annual business meeting in Australia uh, a couple nights ago. So it was virtual. And in, in that conversation, we we touched on and we really uh, examined the fact that they have a slew of internal customers, teammates, associates, you know, and you mentioned you have to have a place where there's a lot of cohesiveness and people, you know, have to like the people they work with coming to work and you want to build a healthy environment that way. Same thing. Um, you know, it's a struggle everywhere to get, get companies to realize that, that they have a huge customer base right inside their four walls, you know, and we need to respect that customer base 
if we're going to expect to have, be highly efficient and productive, right? And and that's what you're saying in a lot of ways. So yeah, very, very cool. You know, when you look at the industry, where do you, as you look to the horizon, look through that big windshield, where do you see the industry going? Not so much Mid-South, but where's the industry going for the next uh, one to three years? How do you see it? Well, you know, I, I think that you're going to see a lot of technology emerging. And I spoke about this earlier, but during the pandemic, you had a group of workers that were at home all of the time. And I saw, I, I am seeing a huge technology boom where maybe those people were working on some of those things they couldn't get to them before. So you're definitely seeing a, a big boom in that. I think you're going to see more um, portals, more ways to automate things. I think in the market, as far as the customers, I don't think that brick and mortar is dead. I think that it is going to be here. It's here to stay. I think that customers, you know, really thrive on, particularly in public safety, they really thrive on that extra human interaction. It's sometimes hard to understand their items, their uniforms. So I really see a shift from maybe just, I think that the strongest people in the industry are going to have a real mix of hands-on customer service and technology weighing in to help out with some of those smaller tasks so they're able to focus on the bigger things but i definitely see technology being at the forefront we see a lot of sizing uh matrices or automated sizing things like that but you just at this point you can't replace a human touch so i, right. I see a merge i see some helpful tools but i think in the industry you're really going to see a shift between you have some far rights and some far lefts where you have no technology and then it's all technology and I, i'm seeing a merge in between that yeah yeah and with people in the middle i mean we're yeah. never going to change the fact that this is a you know it's got the garments have to eventually go on people they have to fit you have to interact with people you can't just do this um yeah um you know all, all with technology or you know now we see the pressures um, on a marketplace with AI to accept AI and it's, you know, in, in raw forms and expanded forms. And, you know, it's got a lot of, um, there can be a lot of missing pieces to that AI equation too, especially for us in this, in this business, we don't want to remove ourselves from the people factor uh, for sure. So yeah, very cool. Um, going, looking at Mid-South and, and what you, what plans you're laying out for the next one to three years, what, um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, give away any proprietary information, but what are you looking at trying to accomplish as Mid-South in the next one to three years? What, what are the goals on the horizon? I think that we really need to look at diversifying our business a little bit more. That really helped us. It was an eye opener during the pandemic where we were already very diversified and it definitely helped because one side was was more sustainable than the other. So really adding in a bigger mix of diversification of business, not to say that, you know, you want to spread yourself too thin, but if you're already producing t-shirts, you can produce t-shirts for different types of people. Um, so looking at some diversification in the business, really taking a hard stance on 
employee training and efficiency in our production centers that are going to be very, very long lasting is something that we have worked on and we have built that bridge, but we need to continue building. And then just adding more technology and more leading back to efficiency, things that are going to help us get to the next level, our e-commerce platform is not as robust as what it should be at this point. So building some of that up is definitely in our one to three year plan. How would, uh, how does Mid-South today define client success? I mean, do you do? Client success means that the customer is not only happy with what they have received, they're going to refer you and they're going to continue to come back to you. So you don't want them to just say, oh, yes, I have my shirts. You want them to really feel that we took care of them from the beginning. They got my art done. They they really made the process seamless. I really didn't have to do anything. It's not a bunch of, oh, you gather me this information, give it to me and I'll put it together. We, we really try to do that work for our customers and work for them so that they can really feel taken care of. So you said something really interesting. Thank you. You said you do you you do some of the work for your customers. Talk about that a little bit. Is that a cultural thing? Is that something you teach and you train on? We do. You know, we I let employees know in the beginning, I need you. I care about you and I want you to be here. You need these customers. You need them to continue to do business with us so that you have something to do every day. And so we really make sure that our customers are not burdens to our employees and they're not viewed as that way. Um, And that our employees are not burdens to us as well. You know, that's very uh, a cycle and you have to make sure that you are maintaining that and really training that into your employees. But yes, we let them know on the front end, most of these employees, they don't know the things that we know. You cannot expect them. We never expect them to know what they're wearing because particularly in public safety, they have a job to do. And whereas uniforms are our heart and we are passionate about that and we probably know you know, 9,000 style numbers, the customer has no idea what those things are. So you really have to break down, speak in their language. So I train customers to do that by truly in training, because when they walk in, they don't know those things either. So I always tell them, remember what your first day felt like. That's what that customer feels like. They have that same mindset and mentality. They have a job to do that is completely different than what they're wearing. So you need to take that burden off of them because that's what we're here for. Yeah, I I love it. I mean, I love the fact that you're even talking about, you know, just you're just really your your attitude is, is one that you're trying to make the overall experience, a comfortable one for the customer and, and, and bleeding through that whole exercise is we care about you. We're going to go the extra mile for you and, and do it with you in mind. So it's customer centric rather than company centric. Right. And it has to be because, you know, those customers are what makes the company without them. This is not an ongoing business. So we have to make sure that we are protecting that. And the way you do that is just really making them feel like they're taken care of from the start. 
absolutely great answers and you know just so truthful we're in the people business and that's what we just always have to remember and you know it's um and there's so many different touch points we have and so the more we can put the customer at the center of these touch points and make sure that they feel cared for in each one of those you know steps of the overall fitting and and you know outfitting process that the, the better off we are um so if you there was one message you know, you on behalf of Mid-South could, could send to the listeners of, of the NAUMD um, audience, what would that one thing be? I think, you know, you really have to be passionate about what you're doing, passionate about the industry, take care of your customers, take care of your employees, because if you take care of your employees, they will take care of you. Um, continue to do your research, industry research, whether it's opening your doors to somebody else and seeing what somebody else may do that you could, you may be able to take just one little piece and make your business better or offering insight to somebody else. And I think at its core, that's what the NAUMD is about is, you know, really opening your mind to not just what you're doing and, you know, blocking everything and everyone else out, but what can be and what can make your business more successful and what can help somebody, you know, two or three states over from you? Because there is, you know, billions and billions of dollars of uniform business. So we really need to work together to strengthen the industry for the future. No, great answer, uh, Rhiannon. And I think that that's really at the heart of even why they call it networking. You know, and they've changed the name at NAUMD. It's all about that that ability to help one another. We're in such a small little industry that uh, when it really comes down to it, you know, why not help each other like that? So you're looking at it from a very healthy perspective. And I know that's, you know, that delights the NAUMD and because that's the way they, you know, see it as well. So very, very cool. So, um, you know, you, 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 2008, seven or whatever, you got into this industry, you had some other plans, but you know, you, you started working the counter. You've obviously done very, very well working your way up, learning the industry, having a passion for it. Would you recommend this industry to your kids or to your relatives? Is it something you would step out and say, you got to get in this? You know, I think I would be cautious with that. I would I would definitely recommend the industry. There are a lot of great um, a lot of great perks to the industry, a lot of great opportunities. But I really think that it boils down to are you is that something that you're passionate about? Is that something that is going to be fulfilling to you? Because if it's not, then you're not going to be successful at it. You know, we've talked about second, third generation uniform businesses. And if, if those successors are not passionate and they are not trying to be innovative in the industry and within their company, then they're not going to be successful. And in my own personal experience, you know, for my children, my daughter works during the summer and, and she comes up here and she knows what it's about. And she has a greater understanding of that. But for me, you have to be very, very cautious of that in making sure that that's what they want to do. As a parent, you certainly want your children to be doing something that they feel fulfilled with, that they're successful at. And if that's uniforms and that's what she wants to do, you know, certainly I would recommend that. I don't think that there's a disadvantage to this business, you know, as in other occupations that would sway me. And I would think, oh, no, this is terrible. 
Um, certainly not, but it would really be more of looking into that person and saying, do you really want to venture off into this? Because it has to be immersive. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, many of us, and thank you for that answer. So many of us uh, fell in love with one aspect of the business. I know myself, it was the manufacturing of apparel. I mean, that became a passion of mine. Is, is there a driving passion in this uniform space that, you know, kind of caught your, you, know, you kind of caught the fever on when you first became part of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, and even still today, my biggest and best thing that I do is within production. So I like to see something started from nothing and then built up into a finished product. And then, you know, tying that in with the customer experience, I like to see them happy. I like to see them pleased with what it has become. So of course we thrive off of that, but I really enjoy the production side of it, seeing what we can get done, what we can accomplish when we work together, pushing for the next big thing. I would say that that's definitely one of my biggest um, draws in the business. Very cool. Right. Well, well, thank you so much. And is there any question I forgot to ask you or anything else you'd like to add? I don't think that there's any questions, but, you know, anybody listening, I definitely would encourage them to take part in the NAUMD, be it, you know, just listening to podcasts, looking at the literature, definitely coming to the conference and experiencing that for themselves. You know, we, we definitely need to draw in other distributors, manufacturers to really heighten that experience. It was a great show last year. I'm looking forward to it in the future. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. And I, I echo the same uh, feelings. I mean, a lot of momentum, a lot of great information. Um, gosh, it's really, it's really, it would, it would benefit, um, benefit you if you are not part of it to at least explore it this year coming up. So we're, I guess we're in, uh, in uh, Florida for the next conference next April. And uh, certainly Rick does a, a great job in sending out a lot of, um, you know, biweekly information and, and, you know, it's a lot of stuff that you get with the relationship with NAUMD as well. So and I just want to say on behalf of NEUMD and the Uniformer, we thank you very much for carving out the time today, Rhiannon. And so coming from Memphis, Tennessee, Mid-South Solutions, Rhiannon McMahon, we will see you uh, in next year at the convention. And thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Jeff. Excited to be there.